Welcome to the last ever Teen Time Sports Around the World with me, Ben Cullen. Week two of the NFL produced very different headlines to the opening weekend. Tom Brady claimed his first win since joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dallas Cowboys staged an unlikely comeback. And the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, emerged victorious in the first game of the season to go to overtime. Week two also saw a slew of injuries across the league. A number of the league's biggest stars on both sides of the ball are facing the possibility of missing much more than just Sunday's contest. An MRI has confirmed 49er star Nick Bosa will miss the remainder of the season with an ACL tear. One last thing on the NFL, it isn't messing around with this mask policy. More than one million US dollar fines were handed out across the weekend for coaches not wearing them. The NBA is down to the conference finals and the bubble inside of Disneyland has provided us with upsets galore. There are some unexpected teams in the NBA's Final Four, but of course, King James is still there. And the Lakers? They're heavy favourites at this point. When the Lakers faced the Denver Nuggets in Game 2 earlier in the week, they donned a Black Mamba jersey in tribute to team legend Kobe Bryant, who died in January. Anthony Davis's buzzer-beater three-pointer saw the Lakers end it 105-103 to go 2-0 up in the Western Conference Finals. Just to make that story a little more epic, when Davis hit the winner, he ran back towards teammates yelling just one word. Kobe! Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics make up the draw in the Eastern Conference side of the playoffs. No doubt, following his exit from the US Open, Novak Djokovic would have taken some time to reflect on his actions. But it certainly hasn't affected his tennis. He claimed his 36 Masters title by winning the Italian Open in Rome and only dropped one set all week. This Masters win takes him one ahead of Rafael Nadal and he is now the all-time leader. This will ensure he goes into the French Open on a high, which starts this Sunday. His longtime rival Nadal will be seeking a record-extending 13th French Open title. And finally, sports leaders from the UK are worried about the long-term effects of the pandemic on sporting participation. Over 100 figures from the industry have formed a coalition and have written to Prime Minister Boris Johnson to ask for emergency funding, warning of a lost generation of activity. The letter urges the government to provide a sports recovery fund so the sector can survive and stabilise. Grassroots sport, fitness and a wider recreational activity is proven to improve physical, mental and social well-being. This makes our sector an essential service as our nation recovers from the damage caused by COVID-19, the letter states. What impact do you think coronavirus will have in the long run? Let us know on Instagram, at TeenTimeR3. Over the last 17 weeks, I've interviewed a variety of sport and athletes from Hong Kong. CrossFit star Ant Haynes surprised me with how much food he eats in a day. I mean, if anyone knows the macronutrients and calories and stuff like that, I, I eat close to 5,000 calories a day. Um, the recommended daily allowance for men is around 2,000 to 2,500. So I'm eating double that. It's not as clean as you think it would be. When you're trying to fit in 5,000 calories, at the end of the day, you do end up eating things like crisps, lollies, because you just need the sugar for carbohydrate yeah. content and that sort of thing. Um, but again, at different points in the year, it's different. So if I go into a competition, I'll basically disregard the 5,000 calories and I'll go up to like six, 7,000 calories. It just depends on the competition and what the tests are within that competition. Generally, the longer, more aerobic they are, the more sugar I'm going to need. So I'm like shoving lollies down my face and, you know, just trying to get as much in as possible. And, you know, a lot of it's powder as well. So I have a lot of carbohydrate powder and a lot of protein powder as well. 
it's again simply because I just can't eat that many chicken breasts and steaks. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, you just got to get it through like a pre-digested form, which is generally the whey protein powders and carbohydrates. Basketball star Nathan Yu tells us why we need to be competitive. You know, one thing we tell our kids is we're never not going to tell you to go to other academies and learn from different coaches. Knowledge is power. Yeah. So I would tell a kid, go learn from as many coaches as you can and you learn something from everyone. Go outside, practice it. Because I think uh, there's a problem with youth sports now in the sense of like, youth sports is a business now. And some academies are like, oh, you, I can only coach you. Don't go coach by that coach. You're, you're with me the whole time. Like, what are we doing for our kids? Yeah. If we're going to be so protective of like, it's a business. Like, no, you got to just play for my academy. Like, no, you should be learning at this age. Go learn from everyone. Pick up something. Train as hard as you can. Good luck. I hope you make it far. Hong Kong swimmer Camille Cheng walks us through the mindset of an Olympian. Actually, at the last Olympics, something I noticed was I felt that I didn't perform as well as I wanted to. And what was holding me back was more my mental, uh, the mental component, my mindset. You know, I felt like I didn't really embrace being an Olympian. I didn't hold myself with confidence being there and feeling like I deserved a chance to race. And I felt it was very, you know, like I'm here and they are there. And so a lot of my work now has been, you know, working with sports psychologists, a lot of my own readings and interest in uh, a lot of sports psychology concepts, um, a lot of work on mindfulness. So even integrating yoga and meditation as part of my training. Um, and I think that has played a huge role in how I set goals and how I, um, you know, what define what kind of athlete I want to be. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt Kaiki Layala addresses self-confidence issues as a teenager. The teenager aspect is almost the same everywhere because the teenager that is a bigger problem happening inside than the environment outside is affecting about self-confidence, about to feel, oh, I'm too much fat or I'm not so handsome enough. I'm not into my, my, my friend. I don't have enough friends. I'm not so popular. I'm, I'm, I'm so shy or I, I'm speaking so much. Teenagers, right? So what we try to, to help them to understand is that if, you, if you're doing the correct things, you should be confident in your move and should be able to look people in the eyes and shake hands properly and, and keep confident no matter what's happening around, right? And you're going to be able to overcome. Just increase your self-confidence. Don't be afraid of life. Uh, we're going to be always in, in, in the battle. It's not only when you are a teenager. When you get the older guy with the bigger industry, you have a super success in life, I can guarantee to you that the life will put you in trouble. And you need to overcome your trouble regarding the situations. If you are the CEO of a big company, or if you are just struggling in a simple job, you're going to be in trouble. You need to be strong to overcome and overcome and overcome. Jiu-Jitsu can really help you to have this mindset about keep performing under pressure. I'm Ben Cullen, and that's it from me. Teen Time, you have been an absolute ride, but I am pumped to bring you a new sound in October. Everybody, have a good weekend. We'll see you soon. Teen Time.